What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season two, episode twenty, well, twenty six of Joshua's Proximity. Man, uh, there has been breaking news: Cam Newton is meeting with the Carolina Panthers, and that's just where I want kind of just kick off Joshua's Proximity uh, episode twenty six. Cam Newton is reportedly meeting with the Carolina Panthers after Sam Darnold has been placed to an injury reserve because he has a incomplete fracture on his throwing shoulder. Now, I was the same guy last year stating that Teddy Bridgewater was not the guy. Um, You saw it constantly throughout the season. You saw it early season, and you saw it all the way through the season. That is why, hence, he's no longer on the Carolina Panthers. So, we end up trading for Sam Darnold, who I thought was the guy. And he just might not be the guy. And that's okay. Um, I believe that in this draft that we should have took a, a quarterback. I think that we should have selected Justin Fields. We should have took at least a Mac Jones. We should have traded up and tried to get uh, a Trey Lance. Somebody we had to... In my personal opinion, I believe that we should have drafted a quarterback, but we ended up taking J.C. Horn. Um, He got hurt third game of the season against the Houston Texans, broke his foot, and he's out for eight weeks plus. But this has been a constant thing with the Carolina Panthers ever since Cam Newton has had his throwing motion readjusted, and we went to, um, what's his name, Tyler Heineke, the the, – I think his name is not Josh Allen, Kyle Allens of the world. We went to the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world, the Sam Darnold. And this is what we do know about Sam Darnold. He is from SC. He did play for the Woeful Jets in New York for two to three years. But he is a turnover machine. Now, if we can bash Jameis Winston in the same light of him having 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Sam Darnold needs to get that same exact energy. This guy, he can make all of the throws. He is sneaky athletic. But man, he makes some of the boneheaded, some of the most dumbest decisions I think I've seen this entire year outside of Carson Wentz. It's just certain things that he just shouldn't try, that he does try. Like, why are you rolling left? Throwing back across your body, interception. I mean, you're you're missing check downs and you're hitting J.C. Jackson for the uh, New England Patriots on an 88-yard interception return. He's missing passes. He's just throwing all types of interceptions. He's forcing the football. He can't hold on to the football. He's he's just taking too many unnecessary risks. The, the same exact risk that you were seeing with the New York Jets it's the same as that thing in the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, I do believe that the Jets are, are a bad organization. Um, they gotta they gotta work with Robert Sala. Um, give him some time to grow into Zach Wilson, give him some time to just just to recreate the brand of the New York Jets. And I do believe they're a bad, horrible team. But Sam Darnold is just as bad. That was a knock. Everybody was saying, ah, Josh, he plays for the, the New York Jets, which I, which I was in agreement. Yeah, man, you guys, you know, he played with the New York Jets. He didn't have any talent around him. His best receiver was Robbie Anderson. He's never had a running back like Christian McCaffrey. But he's still doing the same stuff that he did with the Jets, with the Carolina Panthers. 
And I'm glad that we're meeting with Cam, Cam Newton, man. We're talking about the 2015 MVP who took the Carolina Panthers to a 15-1 regular season record. Took us to the Super Bowl. A lot of controversy with the Super Bowl. About how he should have dove into the football. Still wouldn't have changed the game because Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware were wreaking havoc. And even Shane Ray was wreaking havoc on that entire offensive line. But I like the move. Now, we saw last year during the pandemic season, Cam Newton, before he contracted COVID, he was on another playing level. He went up to Seattle. He had 398 passing yards. And he was literally two a yard or two yards from, from becoming 4-0. They win that game. They're 4-0. They are in the front driver's seat of the AFC East. But he loses. He ends up getting COVID against the uh, the week before they play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Patriots end up losing a tough game, 12-7. And it was just over after that. Cam Newton was just never the same. And I believe that if we bring him in, he already knows the guys around him. He already knows the locker room. He already knows the facility. Cam Newton is the ideal guy for the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold, man, I mean, it's, it's alarming. He's on IR. I mean, what else do we need to see, man? This is, this is an extensive – it's just eight games that we've seen in Sam Darnold. It's just eight games of body work that we have seen you turning over the ball – Left and right, right to left, whatever, whatever way you want to look at it. But, I mean, Cam Newton, baby. That's on my chest. Let's get it, baby. But let me just transition just real quick, just a little bit. Now, everybody remembers me as the guy that was bashing Kyrie Irving for not getting vaccinated. Rightfully so. Um, now, I'm not saying his religion or whatever his beliefs are non-nullified in this argument. But, you know, when you're playing a team sport, it is it is essential that you put the team first. And Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers got let off the hook by the NFL. The NFL did a terrible job of regulating the entire uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. If you don't know, just go ahead and give my last episode just to listen. Aaron Rodgers was uh, has contracted COVID after he stated he was immunized. And he's he's has to miss ten days, and the Packers were were just as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Were just as equally detrimental to the entire National Football League as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was walking around here willy nilly, no mask, not vaccinated, dapping people up, trading, exchanging jerseys, um, pounding, high fiving, showing people love, face to face, no mask on. So the, the Green Bay Packers, they are fined $300,000. Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard are fined $14,650 each for their negligency when it came to the coronavirus. Now, this was the same NFL last year that suspended the entire Broncos quarterback uh, team because the quarterbacks wasn't – around each other wearing masks. Now, this is the same NFL that required the Denver Broncos to go out there and throw a guy from Wake Forest, who had who his name is Kendall Hinton, that has played receiver for currently for the Denver Broncos, and he has to go out there and play quarterback. This is the same NFL that fined 
the New Orleans Saints over $250,000 and took a draft pick. Now, Aaron Rodgers has been showing his, excuse my language for lack of better words, he has been showing his ass for the last seven to eight weeks without wearing a mask. And the only thing that the the NFL can do is find the Green Bay Packers $300,000 and Alan Lazar and Aaron Rodgers $14,650 each. Oh, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing, NFL. You're doing that because Aaron Rodgers is one of the faces of the NFL, and he is a superstar. So I just want to know why, where is the, like, who who is judging this? Is it Roger Goodell? I know it's Roger Goodell. He has some say-so, but only $300,000 when you already set the rules and regulation there had to be a stricter punishment, man. There had to be draft picks taken. There had to be at least a million-dollar fine, if if that, $300,000 to an organization that's worth billions, to an organization that has the Lombardi Trophy named after a former head coach. The NFL should be ashamed of itself, man. $300,000, it's like $30, it's like $3, if that, $0.03 cent to an NFL team, man. That's nothing. I believe that they should have took and should have taken draft capital. But at the end of the day, this is what the NFL does, man. They sweep little other things up under the rug, and they give the superstars a pass. But, hey, Aaron Rodgers, continue to keep doing you. Other NFL teams, you see what the NFL is doing, nothing. I say you can continue to keep doing you. They don't want to hold people accountable. Continue to do you. Um, but let's just let's just change topic just a little bit. Let's talk about OBJ, man. OBJ. Now, Odell Beckham, we all know he has officially hit the NFL free agent market, whatever you want, free agency. Uh, he didn't get claimed off of any waivers, even though I was wrongfully. Uh, I wrongfully thought that he would be acquired by the Miami Dolphins. He has three teams in mind. He has the Kansas City Chiefs, who has a phenomenal, once-in-a-lifetime generational talent at quarterback. He has the Packers, who also have a superstar quarterback, what I just stated. And he has also reportedly had the Saints as the third option of his teams to go. And the Patriots are making a push heavily to – get OBJ to New England. If it's me, Odell Beckham, I think that either you it's, 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 it has to be two. You either have to go to Kansas City or you have to go to the Green Bay Packers, man. The Green Bay Packers have been looking for a secondary receiver the entire time. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been like, yo, I need another num- I need another number two. Um, and then if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, it's the rich getting richer, man. You have to send double teams to Tyreek Hill. You have to send double teams to Travis Kelsey. 101 OBJ, Patrick Mahomes, I got on my mutt team. It's no comparison. He's always open. <laughs> he is always open, man. Mutt is mad in the ultimate team, sidebar. He is always open. So I know New Orleans is a home city, but you you don't you have no business being there, man. None at all. The only thing that you can tell me that you want to be there for is for Sean Payton. And he he is a mastermind when it comes to designing, you know, offensive plays to get receivers and people open. But they have no quarterback. They don't have a quarterback that can, that can compete with uh, 
Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. So without a shadow of a doubt, I believe OBJ, I said he would be a Dolphin. But let me backtrack now. I'll, I'm going to stamp this now. <laughs> I'm really going to stamp it this time. OBJ will be a Green Bay Packer, man. Um, and we'll get some news early later in this week, maybe next week, early next week. OBJ would be a Green Bay Packers, and that's really it. But let me go ahead and transition into my top 10, man. Now, a lot of guys have been on my head about why did the Cowboys drop so low in my top 10. But let me go ahead and just reveal it real quick. All right, so at number 10, we got the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the reason why I dropped the Cowboys from 4 to 10 is because when you look at their schedule, they don't they didn't really play anybody, man. Yes, they beat the Chargers at LA. They played the Bucks all the way to a last second field goal. They beat New England at New England. But if you look at the whole body of work, it's not something that you can really say, "Hey, that is a top 5 team." Even though they were playing on another level, but it's just starting to show like, "Ah, not yet, man." So, at number 10, I like the Dallas Cowboys. Also, that loss that they suffered to the Denver Broncos, it was terrible. It was abysmal. So, number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. At number 9, I got a new I got to move the New England Patriots. They are finally above 500. They're 5 and 4 on the year. Uh Bill Belichick has them playing well. People was going into the season saying that they had to start Cam Newton off in order to have a successful season. But Bill Belichick has had Mac Jones ready to play week in and week out. They're currently in the wild card selection, sitting at the seventh spot in the AFC. So it's without a doubt, it's definitely the Patriots are in my top ten. And number eight, the Buffalo Bills. They almost dropped outside of my top ten because they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguar. But I got to understand, any given Sunday, man, any given Sunday, any NFL team can beat another NFL team. This is why when people say Alabama can beat an NFL team, it doesn't matter if they go 0-4. The Alabama will never beat the Detroit Lions. 100 games out of 100 games, the Lions are winning every single time. So I got to put at number eight, the Buffalo Bills. And number seven, the Cleveland Browns. You saw what they are without OBJ. This is why I stated Baker Mayfield throws the ball better than Lamar Jackson. He's not a better quarterback, but he throws the ball better than Lamar Jackson. I still I still believe it just a tad bit. So at number seven, the Cleveland Browns. Number six, the Green Bay Packers. You can't really knock them too much, man. Aaron Rodgers missed last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it went down to the wire. It went to a third and 10, third and 14, and Patrick Mahomes converted, and it put the game out of reach. Jordan Love, I believe he will be the quarterback of the future. So at number six, the Green Bay Packers. Number five, you got to go with the Los Angeles Rams. That went, that loss on Sunday night, it was pretty bad, man. The Rams, if you look at the two losses, they are not a physical team. They don't like to get physical against the Arizona Cardinals. They don't like to be physical against the Tennessee Titans. So if you get physical with the the Los Angeles Rams, you're going to win because they're too much of a finesse team. So at number five, I like the Los Angeles Rams. Number four, the Tampa Bay Bucks. They had a bye week. Can't penalize them. Can't move them up too much. Number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens. I think it has to be something said about the Baltimore Ravens 
being down double digits every single week. Now, it doesn't matter if it's the offense. It doesn't matter if it's the defense. They're down double digits almost every week. They had a last-second field goal to beat the Detroit Lions. They were down big against the Colts, down big against the Chiefs, down big against the Minnesota Vikings. If the Vikings have a comparable quarterback, they win that game. But at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson continues to win each and every game, and he's looking phenomenal. He is definitely top two, top three MVP front runners, whatever you want to say. He can be your favorite, and I wouldn't be mad at you. So at number three, the Baltimore Ravens. Number two, the Tennessee Titans. Without Derrick Henry, they go to L.A. and they beat the brakes off the Rams. Without Derrick Henry. I mean, the game wasn't close from the start. So in order for them to win that game without their number one workhorse, without the best player on their team, got to move the Titans at number two, man. And number one, the Arizona Cardinals. What more do you need to say about the Arizona Cardinals? Yes, they lost to the Green Bay Packers. But at the end of the day, they go to San Francisco, no no Kyler Murray, no J.J. Watt, no DeAndre Hopkins. Your starting running back gets hurt in the first first series of the game. And what you go up there and do? You bust their head open. So without a doubt, number one is the Arizona Cardinals. I'm just going to switch topics real quick. We're going to go ahead and give my little little, uh, every weekly predictions, week in and week out. Let's get it. Week 10. Saints versus the Titans at the Titans. Who you like, Cam? Saints versus the Titans. I'm going to go with the Saints, man. Uh, he going to go with the Saints. Bills versus the Jets. Bills. Lions versus the Steelers. Steelers. Jags versus the Colts. Colts. Browns versus the Patriots. At New England. I like the Patriots, man. Falcons versus the Cowboys. In Dallas, Cowboys. Buccaneers versus Washington football team. Washington, not close. Uh, Panthers versus the Cardinals. Cardinals. <laughs> Vikings versus the Chargers. In L.A., give me the Chargers. Seahawks versus the Packers. Russell Wilson comes back. No Aaron Rodgers, I believe. Give me the Seahawks. Eagles versus the Broncos. Two bad teams. I like the Broncos in that matchup. Chiefs versus the Raiders, Sunday night football in Vegas, man. Vegas is so freaking beautiful, man. Let me go with the Raiders. Rams versus the 49ers. I'm going with the Rams, man. And you already know that's how we conclude episode 26 of Joshua's Proximity. Until next time, baby, we out.